Welcome to The Career Studio, a USU career services podcast that helps you navigate your career path. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I'm so excited to have Kiersey Jarvis here with me today. Welcome, Kiersey. Thank you. Kiersey works as a careers manager for One Refugee, a Utah nonprofit established in 2014 that focuses on helping students from a refugee background excel in their educational pursuits and succeed in professional and meaningful careers. Kiersey oversees all professional development opportunities and connections for over 300 students. Previous to One Refugee, Kiersey earned her bachelor's degree from BYU in East Asian Studies and eventually her master's in public admin, also from BYU. As a fun fact, Kiersey mentioned that she has appeared on national television in China in the talent competition in 2010. So Kiersey, I have to know more about this experience. Were you performing a talent or (laughs) were you part of the audience? Talk to me about this. Yes, absolutely. So in 2010, I was part of a study abroad group from BYU who was studying in Nanjing at the university and we got recruited to be on a show called Foreigners Got Talent. And so we auditioned with a song as a group song. Wow. And then we made it through the first two rounds and got to go to a studio session and then the live taping for the Jiangsu province, which is one of the largest networks and areas in China. We were recorded in, on national television and sang a song and we're all dressed up and they did our hair and our makeup. Oh my gosh. So that's my small claim to fame. <laughs> so is this like, can I find this on YouTube? Actually, it is on YouTube. Oh yes. my gosh. It's, it's findable. So it's BYU. I think it's under like BYU group at Jiangsu Foreigners Got Talent. So that is fabulous. Kate. I'm going to have to go do some digging. <laughs> it's, it's worth a watch. <laughs> Well, great. Well, this month we are looking at internships and also out of the classroom experiences and how they can help us prepare for our careers looking at full-time employment. So to start off today, Kiersey, I would love to actually rewind back to July of 2012 when you decided to actually take a break from school and you served a religious mission in Taiwan for a year and a half. So I'd love to hear more about that experience and how it influenced your education and career path, at least at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So prior to my mission, I had decided to be an Asian studies major, but I was still really unsure where I was going to go with that. So while I was on my mission, I just had as a as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ, you're fully immersed in the culture and the language every day. And I think for me, that was huge to just be living in the middle of Taiwan and Taichung and just having these amazing experiences, connecting with people from all different religions and backgrounds. And so for me, I really loved the feeling of the immersiveness of that experience and also realizing when you're able to take the time to better understand a culture and a language and a people, the connections and doors that open. And so that was really a huge stepping stone for me to want to come back and continue on that same path of better understanding, particularly Chinese and East Asian culture, so that I could continue to build those open doors experiences. Very cool. And such a cool coincidence that your major and then that mission kind of lined up a little bit. And I'm curious to know, so once you completed this bachelor's degree, or actually before you completed the bachelor's degree, you had mentioned as a part of your little claim to fame that you studied abroad in China. And so I'd love to also hear a little bit more about that study abroad experience. Was it similar to the mission? Was it completely different because it was educationally focused? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So some similarities and some major differences, which I really appreciate. So I was a sophomore in college when I went on the study abroad. So I had just gone through, I'd done four semesters in a row to prepare to go on the study abroad. You had to be at a certain level 
couple of the Chinese courses. And while we got there, we're living in this apartment in the middle of China and in Nanjing, which is in a little bit more south from Shanghai. And it was amazing because we would, we got bikes and we would bike to school every day, Monday through Thursday. And then on the weekends, we had free time to travel and kind of be around in the city. And for me, that was four months of a life-changing experience. Again, very immersive. I was a little more timid at this time in speaking Chinese. So I enjoyed speaking just a little bit, but I was really nervous. And so I think that was probably one of the biggest differences was I was able to connect with people while I was living in China and we traveled around. But as a missionary later on, I had more language background and was forced almost in a good way <laughs> to do more to do more talking or else I wasn't going to get around. So it was, so I think that was one of the biggest differences. And also culturally, I, I'm really grateful that I was able to live in China, the People's Republic of China, and then be able to live in Taiwan. Because I think understanding that relationship between those two nations is really, really important. And also being able to know how the people feel about that relationship. And I was asked a lot as a missionary, oh, which one do you like better, China or Taiwan? And I was like, I love both. I love both countries and both nations. And here's why. And I think that that was really important for me to have immersive experiences in both. But I would also say my time in China and the study abroad, being so young in college and still not knowing what major I was going to do and deciding, that was huge for me to be there and just know like, this feels so good. And I love meeting all these people and studying this culture. What can I do in my life that will allow me to continue to work with the Chinese people? And so that's really what led me to look at Asian studies. So I felt like for me doing the study abroad was a huge, huge step me find what I would eventually study. I love that. And I think that's so true that oftentimes, you know, we can only know as much as we know. And so if we don't push our boundaries at all, we just don't even know what's out there. And so for you, you took a huge leap, you know, you leave the country and for you, that literally changed the course of your study. So I love that example. And I love both those little findings. I'm also curious, what is one thing that you learned from these study abroad experiences that you never could have learned in the classroom or from a book? Yeah, that's such a great question. I am a huge advocate for study abroad opportunities. <laughs> I remember, so our, our professor that went with us, she is from Taiwan originally, and she married a guy from the U.S. And so their kids had spent time in both places. She was kind of like our, she was almost like this mother figure to all of us. And I remember when we got there, she just told us, okay, hey, you're going to be in a whole new place, but like, let it become your home. And we were like, okay. And I remember that like transition period for the first like four weeks where I was like, this is so cool. I'm so different. But then I'm like, well, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. And being able to bike in the middle of the street and being around a new language all the time, which I loved and culture and the history was so rich. And I remember about six weeks in, I realized that like, I wasn't even missing my home anymore because I'd almost found this new home. And I think that that's something that you can study. I think it's really important to study out of books and understand cultures and languages um, and religions and viewpoints and international political history. So important. But once you're there and you can feel it and you can find personal connections that speak to you from a culture and people and interactions, I think that's where somewhere begins to feel like home. And for me, that was really important because living in China felt very comfortable to me. And so it's been really neat because I knew that that was something that would always continue to be a part of my life. And I've always tried to search out opportunities to continue that way. Oh, Kiersey, I'm getting literal goosebumps right now. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Such cool experience. And I think that's so true. And again, that's something I feel like, you know, in the career services realm we talk about is just go, go try things. Yeah 
And that's when you can figure out one, if it's like, heck no, like I will never want to do this. Or you might find that it's an amazing fit. So love that advice. Love those insights. Okay. So moving forward, upon graduation, you decided to do an internship with Meridian International Center. And so I'm curious to learn more just about what you did in that internship and how that kind of led you to your next career step. Yeah, absolutely. So I had a, I had a very unique internship experience, which <laughs> I love sharing. At BYU, there is a, a office called Washington Seminar. And I know that most of the colleges have a similar office where they specialize and helping students connect to Washington, D.C. internships. So I, being an Asian studies major in the International Studies building, I paid no attention to what was in the political <laughs> science realm or anything like that. So I had seen the sign and signed up and got into the program. And then they had Meridian International Center in their list. And they had never had a, a student actually intern with them, but it seemed like a good fit. So applied and ended up, there was a BYU alum who worked at Meridian and he had wanted to have a BYU student come for a while and they just hadn't had the opportunity. So we found a cool connection that we both had done folk dance and all these really cool things. You just never know your connections that are <laughs> going to play out later. But when I got to my internship, Meridian International Center is a large NGO downtown in Washington, D.C., and they receive grants from the State Department and embassies abroad to implement international exchange programs for world and community leaders. So what that looks like is every embassy from the U.S. has an allocated amount of funds to select various community leaders on a certain topic in that given country to come to the United States and meet with their American counterparts and kind of meet face-to-face instead of having it be a government-to-government conversation, which is really (laughs) cool. So my internship, I was like, I just knew I was going to be there to help. You know, I was like, I'm here to help whatever you need me to do. Look at all the programmatic. So there's program officers and program associates and kind of set up like a very typical DC NGO. But when I, the second day I was there, they just found out they had received this huge grant to implement this brand new program that was called Women in Science, YSI. And it was going to be implemented by the State Department and then the UN Foundation, Microsoft, Intel, and later on AOL joined and so did Huffington Post. So it was a really big deal. And this whole program was focused on supporting young girls in tech who are from the United States and from various countries in Africa. So it was going to be implemented in Rwanda, in the middle of Rwanda, Microsoft and Intel were going to fly in and bring in all their really cool tools and like give these girls like 30 from the US and 30 from various African nations, this immersive technology experience. And we were going to be the middlemen to plan it. So I jumped into my internship. They pulled me into this right away. They'd seen on my resume that I had worked at kind of like a girls camp and they were like, we need you. And I was like, okay. And so I, my internship became came this entire program, which was amazing because honestly, I did not know how to write a professional email. I feel like before I got to my internship and I would send five exclamation points in every comment. You're like, Hey, how are you? And then I was watching my supervisor in DC. I'm like, she never uses exclamation. Oh my goodness. This is a totally different realm. And I would just copy whatever she said in her emails. And that's how I would communicate with everyone. And I got to do a lot of research for the program. And I was the communicator for a lot of the setup in Rwanda. And it was awesome. It was so immersive. And I got to go to all the meetings and meet all the people and I loved it. And so that was a huge, I think getting an immersive experience in my internship, it was really, really important for me to learn quickly, kind of how to be a well-rounded young professional in DC. Yeah. And you bring up a great point of the role an internship can play. Oftentimes we think of it to gain the technical skills of the field, which I think you absolutely can. But I think there's also just certain levels of professionalism that you get to learn about, like email etiquette 
it, for example. Things you, you know, maybe as a student just don't have to think about. And so I think it's internships are a great way to gain both those technical and and skills for the career, but then also just great professional skills as well. So love those insights. Okay. So after completing that internship, and I think there might've been a few other experiences mixed in there, you decided to go back and earn your MPA. And this is a pretty big decision for a lot of people. And so I'm curious, what was going on in your head at that time? Why did you decide to go back to school? Yeah, it's a great question. So while I was so the summer while I was interning in Washington, D.C. with Meridian, I had only been interning for a month and our boss brought me into the office and offered me a job. Wow. Um, and I didn't know if I was going to take it or not. And so she told me just to let her know at the end of the internship. So I eventually took it. So then I did stay in D.C. for two, about another year and a half. So two years in total. And I felt like a lot of undergrads do that I was really burned out. I was like, I'm done with school. I'm done. I'm like, I need a break. I did five years. We're good. And then about a year into working in DC, especially being in Washington, DC, where there's so much thought going in all the time. There's think tanks everywhere. There's so many cool educational experiences. I just started to realize like I wanted, I wanted to learn more. Like I I was missing that feeling. So I had a few friends who had done an MPA degree and they told me about it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That sounds great. It sounds really boring. I'm okay. And decided that I would just carry on in my way. So I actually started looking at um, master's in Asian studies programs in Washington, D.C. As I thought, oh, if I did Asian studies undergrad, Asian studies master's, like that would be a good fit. And so I tried to start talking to people. And that's honestly one of the best pieces of advice I could say is I would just talk to people at the admissions team and say, do you have a student I can talk to in your program? And what was cool is that they would ask where I, where I went did my undergrad and they would help me connect with BYU alumni who had completed their master's program so that I could ask them about their experiences. That was very helpful. But as I kept looking at the MPA program for the first time they ever had done this, came out to do an info session in Washington, D.C. And so I was like, okay, I'll go. (laughs) So I went and then I realized there was a lot more to the MPA than I than I realized. And what BYU's program specifically was offering was a better fit for me and more hands-on experiences and an international connection. And so as I kind of pondered on that, I realized I had had these experiences in DC working in public-private partnerships. You know, on this program that I worked on, I was watching the private sector support the public sector and work with a nonprofit. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, could we do more like this to support other needs in, in a small level or on a high level? And I was also volunteering with an organization that I've been able to connect with my job in DC and anyway I just realized I wanted I want to know more I want to know if I can like further develop like public private partnerships and how can I be a stronger service leader in this realm. And so that's eventually what led me to apply to the MPA. It was kind of a quick decision. I had six weeks to study and take the GRE, but you know, my advice is don't let the GRE scare you and don't let it be your number one holdback because usually they are going to look at the whole person. So that's gratefully was my situation, but I think it was the right step for me and it was the right time for me. And I think I personally feel like having a few years of work experience before you're jumping into your master's is really valuable because you have a better idea of what you want to focus on in your master's degree. Such great advice. You're just adding little tidbits in every every response and I love it. One thing I wanted to follow up with about your MPA program, I think you did an internship with Upward Global as a part of that. And then you also worked with the business school's career center as a career specialist. So love to hear more about either one or both of those experiences and how they contributed to your master's. 
master's program. Yeah, absolutely. So I, so when I was working in DC before my MPA, I'd volunteered with the organization called Upwardly Global and they support immigrant and refugee professionals in kind of the large cities in the US. So they're in Chicago, San Francisco, New York, DC. And what they do is they're able to find anyone who arrived as a refugee and immigrant, but already was working as a professional with a four-year degree in their home country and helping them jump back into the professional realm. So I was already volunteering with them. So while I was in the MPA program, I was kind of still interested in focusing on that a little bit of supporting the professional development of higher skilled immigrants and refugees. So when the time came for internship searching, I probably applied to like, I don't know, five or six places for my MPA year. And I got an offer at a pretty prestigious institution that I was surprised about myself. And <laughs> it just didn't feel right. Like it just didn't feel right. So I was like, okay, babe, we're going to keep looking. And so I kept looking, kept applying, kept interviewing. I just wasn't finding what I really wanted as an internship. So I actually just created my own internship, which I totally tell our students to do all the time because I reached out to Upwardly Global and they remembered me. And I was like, can I come help you this summer? Like, where do you need support? I'm there. And they were like, yeah, like we've never had an intern in our DC office, but we can totally do that. Great. So we just kind of created this internship and I got to go work with them in their DC office and their team's really small. But I was so cool because I was from Utah and my coworkers <laughs> were from Germany and Kenya and another one was from DC. And we, it was the coolest experience to be able to work in such a diverse environment and have so many ideas and they'd never met anyone from Utah. So it was really fun to engage and connect and we've stayed really, really close with that team. And I, it was a really good experience for me to know that I can try to seek out the opportunities that I'm really looking for. And maybe even if they don't exist, we can create them, which I think is really awesome. And then working, I came, so during the time of my internship, I obviously was working with really cool career coaches who were supporting professional immigrants and refugees. And I watched them help all these clients tailor their resumes, all these job seekers. And they were tailoring, you know, discussing how do you like change your verbiage in your resume to match what's on the job description. And I was like, this is so cool. And I don't think my MPA program does this. So when I came back, I went to our career counselor and I was like, hey, do you need help? help with the second years this year? Like, can I help offer my time to like tailor resumes and help everyone prep for interviews and whatever you need? And she was like, yeah, you bet. So I kind of came on as like a side assistant. And then any of my classmates who wanted to review their resumes, I would actually just meet with them and we would talk about how to tailor and customize your resume to the job description. And then we set up a mentoring, kind of an informational interview slash real interview experience because I'd seen this done so much in my internship, but we just invited alumni from the MPA program to come and give practice interviews to the current students um, so that students could practice interviewing for some of the future jobs, but also we strategically matched them. So they would hopefully become a great network or if they had a job opening, <clears throat> it would be a good fit for the student. So all of that stemmed from my internship experience and watching other people and just trying to find kind of a niche that was needed to be filled. Holy moly. Okay. So I have to like pause and, and recognize the fact that you make all of this sound so easy, um, but you took so much initiative. You know, how many times you offered to create an internship or create that opportunity for yourself. And I think that's so empowering, especially for students who maybe are looking at their field and going, nobody's ever done this before, but I want to do it. You're saying I did. That's exactly what I did. And it worked. And so I love that. I love the initiative that you have taken to really build your career. I just, that's so 
so, that's so inspiring. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, well, I have a couple more questions. We'll see, see how much we can fit in. I'm curious to learn more about some of the skills that you gained during internships. And I know we've talked about a couple already, but were there any particular skills that you learned for your internships that help you right now in your current job? Yes, so much. You know, what's interesting is I think back on my time in my internships and then my internships that led to full-time work all the time. I think especially for my job in DC, so Meridian um, was a pretty large NGO. We had about 90 to 95 employees. And I worked in one of the departments, but all of our, I mean, it's very distinct to DC too, is that everyone had gone to kind of different universities, we had people from across the world. And so when I would work with people on different projects, I just learned so many more tips and tools and and really a lot about communication. I feel like DC was really where I learned to be like really precise in my communication, especially in communicating over email or communicating in person. And I just watched all my coworkers all the time to see like how they handled things, how to deal with situations that came up. I would say it was also a time in my internships when I learned we were really given the guidance from our internship director from BYU to really own your mistakes and, you know, and ask a lot of questions. And I think that was a really good time for me to know that you never have to hide anything to just be upfront. If you don't know how to do something, it's okay. Ask again before you try to go do it and it doesn't go well, you know, and I, and I had received advice from, I remember a supervisor in my internship who I was just trying to pick her brain for some future advice. And she said, I really like it when people bring me a solution instead of just telling me the problem. And I was like, Oh, that's really good to know. You know, so I would always try to think about that. Like, okay, try to always have something on the back of my mind. If I'm going to bring up like a situation that needs to be addressed and just kind of a lot of interpersonal professional communication skills that were really important. I also learned a lot about networking in my internship. I think of myself, I was kind of in the humanities, international studies realm, and there wasn't a ton of networking I did in my undergrad at all. And I think when I got to DC, I was like, whoa, networking is everything. And I had no idea. And that's now what I tell all of our one of UG students here. We talk about it all the time. But I just learned how to do that and how to go to events and just go. And you never know who you're going to be and just talk to people, you know, at the table. And it doesn't matter if you're a student and they're a professional. They want to know about your life and you can engage with them about their life. So that was really big. And then I'd say with my internship in the MPA program, I learned, a, I, ha, I was kind of just given a task to figure figure out how to run this volunteer program better. So I just tried to create stuff and make it better and present it. And it's taught me a lot is in this job, we've been in different transition periods where we just, I was just given the autonomy to say, okay, we don't know how to do this yet. Go figure it out. And I just had to try to create something and say, oh, is it going to work? And then maybe it failed the first time. And then we figured out how to do it better the second time. So I think having those experiences in your internship too, where you have a little bit of autonomy to create, and that's sometimes something you can ask for, but also finding ways to watch and learn from the people around you is really, really, really important. And I owe a lot of my professional development and learnings to my coworkers. I feel like in DC who taught me a lot of that. Very cool. Oh, so much good stuff here. <laughs> I love it. I One question that's been on my mind, just thinking about this job of working with refugees and also, you know, helping them reach educational goals that they have, professional goals that they have. And I'm curious, is there anything that stands out to you, anything that you've learned working with this specific population of students? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Something for me personally. So in my in my role, I'm working with everyone's kind of professional development while they're in school. And I meet students kind of at the level where they're at. I typically work a little more with upperclassmen who are really ready to deep dive. But sometimes I meet with one of the younger classmen who's who are also ready. And I think that something that I've had to learn is that there's not one size fits all for everybody. It's supposed to be that way. And so I just had a conversation with a student yesterday who she's graduating in May and she's really, really nervous about getting a full-time job. And she's like, I'm just so scared. And she's like, and I don't know where to start in my professional development. So then I just get more scared and then I don't do anything. And she's like, and I feel like I'm just doing one major and that's enough for me. But I look around at everybody else and they're doing like a minor and they're involved with so many organizations and so many things. And she's like, man, I'm not doing enough. And we just, I was like, stop. And we were like, hey, hold on. Like you are doing what is best for you and what you can do for you. And we just talked about how you maybe even if you added more to your plate in the long run, it wouldn't benefit you because you'd be stretched so thin and it wouldn't be as valuable for you versus you just doing the one thing you know that you can focus on and then that's going to be better for you down the road because you're going to be stronger in that area. And I think that's something that we had to learn is like my experience doesn't fit everybody else's experience. And I think it's really important in the career counseling side of things to remember that it's it's really open, but also for students to know that it's not a comparison game. And just because someone did four internships doesn't mean you need to do four internships. Just because somebody else has three minors doesn't mean you also need to have three minors to do a good job. <laughs> and I think that's really, really important to remember that it's best to just do you at your best pace and your best self. And if you can just focus on that for you, you will see a lot more joy in professional development and a lot more excitement because you're able to focus in on what really matters most to you. I love that. And you know, it made me think, so recently I've been serving on a couple of different hiring committees for the Salt Lake Center that I work at. And it's interesting because the hard technical skills are always important. And, you know, always the questions we'll ask about that. But I was actually really taken aback at how important, and this should be obvious, I guess, but how important a person's character is. And, you know, as you were talking about it, I was just thinking, I think it's so common that we as human beings, but definitely as students, like to compare ourselves to use the person sitting next to us. But it's interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, an employer doesn't want to hire somebody that they can't stand. And so while you, your resume may have less experience, if you're the type of person that the employer wants to work with, <laughs> that also goes a long ways. And maybe those thoughts don't yeah. completely connect. But I, it just made me think of the importance of developing yourself professionally and also just as a person. I think both of those go hand in hand. So anyways, love those thoughts, Kiersey. Oh, I'm learning so much as we're chatting. And I'm, I'm sad that we're almost out of time here. But I do have one final question for you. And that question is, if you could give one piece of career advice about internships, what would it be? My advice would be to be your best self. And in that regard, I mean, be your best self in your day-to-day internship experience. Like be you and let that shine through. And don't feel like you need to suddenly become like everyone around you. But also be your best self and don't settle for something that you really don't want to do or it doesn't feel right to you. But also be open to finding new opportunities to help you better know yourself as well. So I think you can become your best self in a lot of different ways and you can be your best self in a lot of different places. So just being open to all of those opportunities. Great insights, Kiersey. Well, before we go, I wanted to give you just a couple of seconds if you want to share a little bit about volunteer opportunities with One Refugee. I know the landscape is a little bit different with COVID, but if you wanted to share ways that students can get involved, I'd love to hear about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. We just have a new website that was just launched. So you can check out OneRefugee.org or we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And so right now with our students, so we have 310 students in Utah and Idaho and everyone is currently in college. And so we're always looking for volunteers who want to engage as professional mentors. So anyone who is working currently in the professional sphere or is currently interning in the professional sphere, especially students who have previously had internships and would like to kind of share about their internship experience with our students. That's super awesome. And we've just been doing virtual calls kind of with that, like face-to-face chats. Um, And then we're always interested in peer mentorship and tutoring. So we have students at campuses all over Utah. And so we always love to have some of the current college students at those universities who are able to offer tutoring time or want to engage as peer mentors and kind of guiding students in that same major about their experiences and what they learned. We're always, always open to that. Um, And love those experiences. Great. Well, Kiersey, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be here with us and share these amazing life experiences. Your story of growth and learning, it's so empowering. And I'm just so grateful that we had the chance to connect today. So thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. It's so great to be able to connect with you as well and share together. Links to One Refugee's website are in our bio below. Thanks for joining us here at the Career Studio today. Please remember to join us next week as we continue to discuss this month's theme of getting real-world experience with an internship.